It's on your mark. All right, ready? Go. Oh, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. As always, I'm your host, Matt Back. Your other host, Joel Wawkowski. Hello, breadheads. Gather round, let us join the gluten gang, and let us carbo-load. You are listening to Hold My Bread, wait for it, the $7,111.53 podcast. For all our new listeners, welcome. For all our old listeners, yeah, it is a little bit higher than the usual amount, and that's because we're getting in on the no longer free markets. We've been reporting on this Robin Hood story We've been talking about how they were in the pockets of big finance going back to April. So a little bit of vindication for the bread boys. Yeah, it feels good to be on the right side of history for so long. Absolutely. And, you know, this is just a microcosm of the things we've been talking about. And that being said, with finance kind of crossing over into the front page from the business section, we're putting the honest on us. We're going to be releasing, you know, shorter, more topic-based conversations as this story develops, because I know a lot of you reached out because one of us was fiscally irresponsible to the point of his own benefit, and he's become a, I don't know, you, you're, you're a filthy little grub, aren't you? You're, I mean, I'm I'm a lucky little boy these last couple of weeks, I'll say that. You're passing financial information around to every loser in Brooklyn. You're becoming the Warren Buffet <laughs> of people with Medicaid. That's right. I mean, people said Elon Thrust was just a nickname. It's becoming a lifestyle right now. I haven't invented anything, but I am profiting and everyone's Oh, so you're just advice. like Elon then. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No one's making a profit here. Um, yeah, yeah, it's been wild. Matt saw something working. He made it his own and he's experiencing the benefits. So yeah, maybe taking on that moniker is in your best interests. Yeah. You know, I don't hate it. If people started, you know, uh, that might be a, uh, a tier on a Patreon soon. Uh, you get to be an Elon thrust if you make it high enough. You do not get to be an Elon thrust. There's a, you, you, we're talking about building brands. We're talking about pro- things that are proprietary and, you know, distinct and hard to replicate. And you're going to just pass that out as a tier on our Patreon. I'm good with just giving away lighters, not our identity that we've worked for. <laughs> I mean, you're right. That's fair. That's a bit reckless. I got a little carried away. Yeah. Come on. If I'm, if I'm, if you're a 30-year-old man wearing tie-dye, I don't need to be telling you that uh, your nickname is your business. <laughs> yeah, it's my business and my business alone. Okay, it's- so let's talk about it. You, you, you rode the GameStop high. Everyone wants to know how it broke down for you. So give us the math. Well, so I, I bought in at about, what was it? Two, two, I bought in at 88. I bought in at 100. I had a, to, 66 total shares. Uh, I uh, ended up with a profit of about close to uh, 18,000, uh, 18K. I went in with 20K, almost doubled my money. I pulled out uh, when it got frozen. And uh, I can't remember the sell price. It was a little under 413, something like that. Um, but uh, and so, yeah. what's your total yield right now? My whole portfolio is that what you want to know? Yeah, I do want to know it. Uh, are we counting crypto? We're not counting crypto. Okay, without crypto, I'm um, about thirty nine thousand. Thirty nine thousand. Okay, so 
you you're aware of the tax implications. You know yeah, that yeah, yeah. you got to find a way to move that money around. And I do have a play for you. Yeah, I'm and very I, interested I, in this. And this is what I, I want to talk to our guest today because we do have a very accomplished guest. But I see a good opportunity for you. And I think it's kind of custom to who you are as a person. I know you, brother. Yeah, it's true. I know your strengths. I know your weaknesses. Uh, you do. You do know those. And I'd like to see you get a little bit of safety net. So oh, of course. I'd love to expand this. I'd love to make the wider. I make the net wider. That's one of my goal. This okay. is Operation Make the Net Wider. So I, I hear your totals. And the best information I got, actually, the information that changed my life was I inherited $10,000. I had a crippled aunt and I uh, someone stole her car. I got it back on Christmas morning. So I earned it. Right. I made her make her peace with my father under deathbed. So that money was earned. And yeah, it's 5K uh, each. And what I did was I enrolled in a robo-advisor. I use Wealthfront. Everyone knows I'm a Boglehead, Burton Malkiel disciple. That just means I buy and hold for the newbies. But that's what you got to do. But there's one thing you have the opportunity to do that I wasn't able to, and that's to go in after the bubble bursts. Because if you do that, then you're buying in low. And if we see the charts of these recoveries, you might end up netting an extra 10 to 20% within your first five years if you're able to time the recovery correctly. So, right. so given your amounts, I'd probably set aside five for taxes because it's your first time through, like make the assumption you won't do the paperwork correctly. I would set aside 10 to play your little games with stocks and follow your Reddits and do your little Brooklyn trendy bullshit that... Hey, that works. You talked down about it, but that works. No, it, it does work, but it needs a two-sided game, you know? Like, you need to have... You're in a position right. where you can play both sides of the coin. Of course. So now you got to play both sides of the coin. You're You're limited by your own success, and I think you have a strategy that... You kind of have to take, I'm a working class kid from the Midwest. I got people in my family relying on me and I know you're in the same boat Yeah. and that, and I know you want to play your games. So set aside 25, buy in on the bubble, have, if 10,000 isn't enough to play with, maybe spend some of the money on therapy. Yeah. Hey, don't worry. I've already decided I'm going to buy some new sneakers. I got some plans for the uh, for this money that's that's going to do enough good that where I don't need to be a maniac. I'm going to do some good with this with this money. Not just buying sneakers for me, but actually doing good. Yeah, and I I think um you just you got to take care of yourself first. I think the long-term stuff that you you can't touch is in your best interest because like let's talk about compounding interest. That's not only Albert Einstein's favorite invention of all time. When people were going through the, Rome, the ruins in Rome, a, a promissory note from Julius Caesar to one of his subjects was made in the amount of one penny. If that note had compounded interest on it, it would be worth more than the entire wealth of the world. So don't wow. you want to get in on that for the next 35 years? That Live off incredible. that in retirement? Come on. When you put it that way, what age do you think I can retire, Joel? Um, you can retire at probably 65 if you're pragmatic. If you go on like a 250, uh, if you split like 500 a month against two accounts, yeah, you can get there. 
Not unless this Dogecoin takes off. If this Dogecoin takes off, I'm retiring at 35. All right. Are we ready to go into our Doge? I think that's a good point of entry for Doge. All right. Well, you know, that advice, it not only goes to, Matt, if you made money in the market and you want to have a plan for how to use it, I think just splitting the two-thirds of it into a robo-advisor is, allows you to set yourself up while scratching that itch with high upside investments. Then you could be in my boat where you're trying to catch up with your robot, with your own pro personal portfolio. I don't trade stocks. I play John Henry online with my fucking money and I got a big play and I'm in on the doge and here to talk about the doge is one of the original math boys. Um, I would not be in grad school without this man. Say hello to my good friend, Poker Chris. Poker Chris, Chris, that's a fun nickname. Hi, Joel. Hi, Matt. Nice to be here. Thanks so much for having me on. Very happy to have you on. So, Very exciting. Uh, yeah, I, it's just kind of random chance. So, you know, we had all sorts of adrenaline in the stock market last week, and I was blowing off steam stopping by your poker game on Thursday night, mm -hmm. and I was flush with earnings from something called Dogecoin, a cryptocurrency made off a meme and you seem to have a distinct level of expertise in this realm. So what do I need to know about this internet dog that's going to make me a billionaire? Oh man, first, first of all, you might want to uh, pull back those expectations a little bit. I am certainly with you on the excitement. I am, I'm hyped on it. I think that, that there's so much hype going on right now. It has outperformed my expectations and I expected a pump pretty soon, but it went more than twice what I even expected. So obviously it came back down and we gotta we gotta think think smart about this because today uh, has kind of changed my opinion on it because I was expecting uh, kind of a big pump like this and then the ex the usual uh, big drop and then maybe a little, couple of recovery pumps, a couple of last ditch efforts and it came down and down and down. It's like, all right, this thing is dead. It went up way too high, way too fast. Thursday was insane. I called it Doge Day. I think Doge Day should be a holiday, except we don't know what date it is. But every year, once or twice a year, we have a crazy Doge explosion. And then it comes back down. And the people who bought in late really start crying. And they start uh, complaining on Reddit about rigged markets. But this is just what we expect. We expect the pump, and we expect it to drop. Today, though, I don't know. It seems to have found a nice little floor overnight. It started to swing back up a little bit. I put a little tiny bit in thinking I can lose this tiny little bit because, look, this this TikTok hype might make this time different. That's the biggest question is, is it going to repeat the same old cycle from 2014? It's done every single year, once or twice a year, big pump, drops back down to normal. And I don't know. And that was, that was different? amazing, Chris. That was so much information. I feel like we have the lower thirds of a commercial for the lottery on the show today, a lot to sift through, yeah. but just to put it in context, when Dogecoin came on my radar, thanks to Matt, it was for a penny. And I think in the specter of this, like even after what, how many Doge days have there been thus far? Oh, you want an answer? Let me get let me get the chart. It's again, I think it's about once or twice a year. Uh, but I'll I'll pull up some historical information for you. In but it seems like in the lifetime of this security that even a penny is approaching the all time highs for it. Yeah, if you're counting in terms of U.S. dollars, then it it definitely just hit an all time high, and and who knows? But uh, typically, uh, you know, be, because it was it wasn't really 
easy or possible to buy it with dollars. So I, I would typically denominate in, in Bitcoin, in uh, millions of a Bitcoin, to be clear. And it, it, it tends to, you know, hang out at lows around 20 sats, 20 satoshis, which is about 20 times a hundred billionth of a Bitcoin. And that's a nice, easy way to look at it. Uh, so those charts I find are way more useful than the dollar charts. And conversely, I hang out at Lowe's when, when I want to help out a good soul with their landscaping or maybe a moving job, earn a few shekels for a hot meal. Joel's got a call for that. <laughs> Okay, so I like that you said the word billions a couple times, and then we're like, "That's easier to understand." You're like a percentage of a billion. I'm like, "Yes, much easier than a dollar to a penny." I get. Uh. So yeah, I bought in. So she's yeah. Look at numbers like twenty to be uh, generally low. Twenty twenty satoshis, twenty hundred bill, hundred millionths of a bitcoin. Um, that's a nice uh, expected low. Sometimes slightly below that. And okay, right here. We saw the markets kind of get rigged in the fashion of a one-way street. Like we're kind of seeing that the same restrictions placed on Doge over these past four days, aren't we? Well, in terms of Robinhood, uh, Robinhood has has been an interesting player these days, and uh, some of their decisions have been questionable. Some of the decisions have been they've been forced into because uh, they just can't support uh, the demand. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I know they have a few lawsuits against them. Um, well, but it's I, interesting because when you're buying when you're buying Dogecoin on Robinhood, you're not actually buying it. You're just kind of investing in it, and then you can take it out for cash. But when you when you buy it on Robinhood, you can't send your Dogecoin to anyone else's Doge wallet. You're just kind of speculating, uh, which but, can be very profitable. But. but we did notice, like Robinhood. I'm not a crypto trader. I trade. I just deposit to a robot. I trade securities with like 10% of my money, but I did see Doge on the ticker. And now as I'm getting more interested, now that I'm riding these profits and I'm looking to double down, I see CoinWallet no longer has it listed. I see Binance is having hard times for me to enroll and buy this security. Is this a function of crypto as a whole or is that something going on with Doge right now? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not personally seeing the same uh, difficulty on major exchanges, uh, so I'm not sure. Um, I'd like to see your information on that. Um, but I do think a lot of newbies are having trouble getting in. People who don't already have their their purchasing power in place. I know that uh, I believe on Robinhood, for example, you can still buy with what you've deposited, but you can't do instant deposits. That's what I'm hearing. I don't use it personally, but uh, I know people who use it, and that's what they're reporting. Uh, but you know, Binance is obviously a huge exchange and has had a lot of volume. And um, yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm I, I bought it on Robinhood. I'm we've made we've been so successful with Robinhood, we're kind of stuck there, and I'm looking yeah. for a way out of it. But here's my thinking with Doge: people want to deposit. The deposit has to clear. Am I crazy if I move around a little bit of money? I go in on Monday. Because I think there's going to be a wave on Wednesday when all the deposits clear. There will be a ton of purchases. And that seems like it's almost written in the charts already. What could go wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I would find it very uh, entertaining and enjoyable to watch Doge kind of break its cycle and just climb and climb and climb. There, the, the TikTok people are calling for... For to turn pennies into dollars, they're they're trying to turn this. What what is it right now? About four cents, I think, right now at the time of uh, recording this, and I, to twenty five times that, that would need a lot of new people to step in with this hype. So it's going to take a lot to make that happen. But I 
I have been guilty of underestimating the the TikTok hype and all and all the the Twitter hype uh, this past week. So who knows? The, the the little turn up that it just did today makes me wonder: is it a little relief bounce and then it drops again, or is this time different? And well, so, please, newbies, push it higher. So Joel, but I think Joel has a good theory on like this is what he thinks will make it break through to a different level what do you think it would take for it to break through like what do you think it's going to take for it to just smash through the ceiling and, and reach what you what you're kind of thinking and to be fair this is i i do want to give the disclaimer that the amount of dogecoin they kind of make you give a grain of salt to the quantities that would normally drive up a securities price yeah i mean there are hundreds of billions in circulation i'm not sure the exact number but they they you know they, they are minted or, or mined uh, in ridiculous numbers and at ridiculous speed. And so, uh, you know, we talk about Bitcoin having uh, real scarcity. We know how many there will be, you know, ultimately in total forever. Like 40, but, right? Well, Bitcoin will have uh, 21 million in total. Yeah, because everyone, for those who don't understand, when Harry Potter had the, the spell from the he who must not be named reflect off him and returned into the evil one, he was, his soul was, his being was transmitted into 21 billion Horcruxes, which we now know as Bitcoins. Yeah, true story. 100% accurate. Nice job, Joel. <laughs> uh, but to, to, to Matt's question, what would it take to, to really give this a push? Um, it needs to go double mega super viral. I think you, you've seen the hype. You've seen what it can do. Uh, but it's it's got to get everybody involved. And... It has to have this GameStop level of people committing to it, committing to losing everything and not selling. That's that's really what what it would take to, to drive this up a lot higher, because right now this pump was predictable, uh, probably would have happened without so much hype, maybe not as high. But the timing of this is expected if you look at the historical data. But if this time is different, if people actually commit to not selling, if people are able to pump this up and they make tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, multiple Bitcoin when they used to have nothing, are people going to actually keep on holding it? And maybe because this uh, the GameStop stuff, the Dogecoin stuff right now, it is showing that people right now are trying to break the system. They're trying to show that it's all a game and nothing is real and money is make believe. And if people actually hold that line and say, I actually don't care about money, these these Gen Zers and the, the young millennials are saying, I don't care about money. I just want to break this system and send a message. And if that happens, we could see this time very different from what we expect. And two months ago on this podcast, we were sitting here and we discussed a new trading algorithm that was based on Reddit mentions. And suffice to say, if you were to have backed that over the past two months, you'd be the richest man in the world. And now I'm looking at the Doge Reddit and I'm looking at those stats and I am holding this bad boy until the flow of people stops coming. What do you think? How many people were in the Reddit when I, I bought the, the coin, do you think, Chris? Thursday afternoons, second batch. How many people in the Reddit? I, I do not know. I actually didn't, didn't look at the Reddit myself. So there were around, well, you're actually a big figure in there. I thought you, maybe it's, you know, it's kind of <laughs> like uh, you don't want to sit in the stands oh, yeah, when well you're starting QB. Expert in the space. Yeah, don't, give his, don't give away his anonymity. Yeah, the math man of Queens. Um, but Thursday afternoon, 200,000 people were in the Reddit. Today, yeah. 
Some 72 hours later, 621,000 people tell me I don't clear out my other positions, go into Doge for a period of 72 hours starting tomorrow. I mean, go for it. I'm not going to say put everything in there because it is a highly risky investment at this level right now. It is currently sitting uh, in, in, in Satoshi terms. It is currently at 122 on Binance. And when I put a little bit in a couple months ago, it was at 19. So that is that is a, a large multiple of where the floor was. So um, you, you're going to want to be careful. You, you yeah, could lose everything. Okay, so here's one mistake I made holding it, right? So I already made this. I know you made a profit on Thursday on your Doge. I held it because I think, you know, if I'm going to own a security, I should want to own it. And right now there's nothing more valuable than a joke. But that being said, sure. yeah. There are levels to this. You can sell it off at different points and then rebuy in as it cascades down naturally and just volume up your share size. What what target should I be looking for to sell and then where should I be looking to rebuy if I am a long-term holder in this? Oh boy. Uh, I mean, there there are two completely different answers to that, and I, I've kind of I've kind of touched on it. Is is you know is it going to settle and before it you know is it going to bottom out again before it pumps again and repeat the usual cycle? In that case, you you want to see it drop 80, 90 percent from here before you're going to touch it again. But again, if it decides to really really go, your target for selling is probably just freaking hold it until it seems like it's not going to go anymore. Because uh, listen, I underestimated on Thursday we were having a poker game and we were talking about how. Uh, I was like, if it goes up more, fine, but I'm out. I, I, I five times what I put in. I was like, that's that's a nice little nice little profit. I'm gonna just hold on to that, and then it, it went 12 times. So I I underestimated the hype, and now I'm seeing, hey, maybe this hype picks up. Maybe it's actually something new. But in these securities where it's high volume for something in the matter of a pennies, are there benchmarks where there will be a dip just based on the limit orders? I guess that's what I'm asking. Because people will be like, oh, if it hits eight cents, it'll automatically sell. If it hits 10, I'll automatically buy. So I imagine at the round numbers, you might be able to do a micro play for this security. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say those psychological levels are actually very important because some because people will put their, their targets at the, at those nice round numbers or slightly above, slightly below. So you're, you're right about that. You could try to pick... Uh, certain amounts where you think people are gonna people are gonna say, okay, I'm stopping here, and then it drops out, and then maybe there are lower lower points. But timing it is still uh, kind of difficult uh, without a lot of experience, a lot of chart reading, and a lot of um, just precision. If you're actually trying to benefit on that, because when something's pumping that hard, uh, you can go ahead and sell it, and then it just pumps right through where you sold. So if if you're going hard on it, if you're looking for a big pump, I say just hold it. I, I say it's not worth uh, the gamble of trying to sell and buy and sell and buy. Maybe you can play with a little bit. You can have fun with it. If you just want to have some fun, take, you know, take 10, 20, 30 percent of it and try to play some of those dips. But if, if you're if you're calling for a big pump, then you got to commit to it and just say, I think that's where it's going. Yeah. And just to tie this into the lesson this stems from. Yeah, I held my doge a little long over Thursday. And also, as we talked about on our last episode, I have a lithium long shot called ENRT and it hit 28 cents on open Wednesday morning, but I didn't realize that was such a multiplier for it because it was kind of 5X for a lot of people 
there were so many limit orders in place and that took about 40% of the value off it. So that is something to keep in mind just in this sector, looking at a lot of volume of high, of like low price securities. Matthew, I'm going to do our favorite segment. If you wouldn't mind taking the real, the reins. Oh yeah, of course. Great. Um, all right. Well, so I'm, that's interesting. So when do you think, like, I, I was trying to think back the other day, but when is the first time I heard about Dogecoin? Do you remember the first time you heard about it? And what was your initial reaction to it? Uh, 2014. I said, that's hilarious. This is an amazing joke. Um, it was obviously, as you're aware, uh, it was created as a joke, right. um, but a joke with, with a purpose. The, the purpose was for people to fool around with money that does not mean anything. And you can learn about blockchains. You can learn about the programming of, of cryptocurrency and encryption and um, how, to, how to open a wallet, how to make a wallet, how to, how to send. Um, and people were using it for, for tipping. People were using it on social media to just be like, hey, I like that post. Here's 100 Doge. It's meaningless. But I'm, it, it was mostly just about tipping. And the people could learn about Bitcoin without having to get involved, without having to get so so deep into it where it felt risky. This is right. just like, hey, you can you can use your laptop to to mine Doge and you're making money out of thin air and it's it's worth you know fractions and fractions and fractions of, pe of pennies, not not even you know a, a visible uh, on your your radar in terms of any valuable money or anything. But right. yeah, 2014 is is the first I heard about it. Um, I didn't do anything with it. I was just like, oh, that's that's pretty funny. Uh, but like a lot of things we're seeing right now, it starts off as a joke until it's not. And sometimes yeah. it stays a joke and also not a joke at the same time. Right. Yeah, it's funny. I've seen a lot of projections of people talking about how this, like you kind of mentioned that it's very, it's, it's you know, very up and down. Um, but I've seen people talk about how this could take, you know, 10 years for it to hit a dollar or it could hit a dollar in a couple months. Or, I mean, it's obviously very unlikely, but it's just so crazy to the the speculation is I think is what gets a lot of people I think excited about it. That's what's get, kind of gets me excited about it. Yeah, and I think just the Reddit numbers they are concrete proof of just people being interested in this. So you see people flocking over to this, and you know there's a timetable for people to get invested. So I do kind of think it'll be a big week for it. Yeah, it could, go, so. it could go either way. Yeah. So outside of this, as someone who made their first crypto trade a month ago, who made their second one on Thursday. Do you have any overarching bits of advice for me before I just run back to business school from this sector? Oh man, I have, I have too much advice. I am someone who's made pretty much every mistake you can, you can imagine. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit. Uh, I, I don't know if I can get into every single detail there, but my my advice right now is to is to manage your risk, um, and that means a lot of things. That's that's the most important thing I would say. Um, if you're looking at a high risk investment like Doge right now would would be considered a very high risk investment because again it could lose ninety percent of its value tomorrow, uh, so that's high risk. So you know put in what you're willing to lose. Anything you put into Doge right now has to be something that you are fine losing tomorrow, completely. Um, and when I say completely, again, 90%, maybe even 95%. Who knows? Um, All right. I'm going to put in my fear of commitment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's that's exactly right. <laughs> but, you know, other things are, are more stable. And it's, you know, it's it's definitely smart to get into crypto right now. I mean, if the cycles repeat, you would expect it to have a really strong year. Yeah. So Chris is advising, play with what you're able to lose. If not, look for something more stable, like a high dividend stock or... A house for horses. 
That would be one of the most stable things. That's perfect, Joel. That's very super stable, actually. Uh, okay, well, so uh, I have a quick question too, though. I, I have a quick question. It's going to be a very long answer, but I feel like we've been hearing about, and Joel told me about this with my money, where he was like, people are talking about the market crash. The market crash. People have been saying that for back, you know, during the Trump administration. All this talk about market crash, market crash. Uh, do you think that's going to happen anytime soon? I mean, do you think that the effects of this GameStop thing are going to have that rippling far effect that's going to real? this is what's going to break the market? I've heard people comparing this GameStop thing to a real, this is like a, there is a bubble moment. Are you, are you saying specifically stock market or crypto market or both or everything? What do you I ask? guess, I guess I'd say, let's just do stock market. Uh, we talked about crypto for a while. I say just about the stock market. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know because it, it does seem like it's gone up real, real, real fast overall. I am not an expert in the stock market. I don't own any stocks uh, right now. I I got to say, it, it feels like it's going up a lot. It's got to come down. But those dips seem to be getting bought up pretty quickly, mostly because of fear of inflation and, uh, you know, valid fear, because I think the, the, the Fed has said that they're expecting to increase inflation um, openly. And also that kind of open secret of, oh, we're kind of trying to devalue our currency to pay off our debt. So uh, if the US and other countries are really trying to devalue their currencies, then you know people talk about what are the alternatives? You got to put it somewhere. I mean, if you can afford to buy real estate, that's great. You've got to buy some sort of scarce asset and stocks seem to be where people are putting their money and, uh, and crypto, of course. Uh, yeah. Right. Doesn't get much more scarce than that. Yeah. And I'm with you on the inflation thing. But as soon as the word regulation is uttered, across the floor of the Senate, you're going to see a correction in the market for some of these waves. And we've also, Matt, you've hosted this podcast with me. We've done episodes about how every time the market took a huge dip in the first three months of a Democratic president. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Look for that because we know there's a historic pattern and we know the market won't be as freewheeling as it was under a blue state regime red state regime fuck i'm so stupid <laughs> oh you said this smart you said such a smart thing and then you stumbled that's tough. yeah i mean it, oh, colors are tough it's all right yeah it's not too <laughs> it's not too long to hold your chips that's something we think will happen between now and spring so you won't miss out on too much then but there's a lot of historical data that you and i have combed through together Right, episodes that we've done. I mean, there's we did a whole episode on it. Yeah, it was. I think we timed that election episode on uh, Flag Day. So go back and listen to that one if you are a new listener. Well, um, Poker Chris, thank you for coming on, hanging out with us. I will be walking the Doge around the financial block a few more times. And thank you for taking the time with us. Thank you for gracing us with your presence and uh, teaching me math. You're, you're welcome. I, I was very thrilled to be asked to be on it. It was a lot of fun and uh, manage your risks, but I would love to see Doge uh, go to the moon. I think it would send a great message. So that's a lot of fun. That's great, man. Thank you for doing the show. Do you have anything you'd like to promote or plug? Do you have anything? Do you, would you like to do anything? Uh, no, no, I'm good. Okay, great. Thank I, you so much, man. Yeah, I yeah, said poker, you. Chris, but this is Chris Castelli, very funny comedian. If we ever get the world up and running again, he runs a great stand-up show at the bar they filmed Tower Heist in. So go check that out when we get back to normal. Also good, fellas, and you chose Tower Heist. Very nice. Yeah, that's the <laughs> easiest riff to do in that room. They got they got a merch up from both. It's guaranteed laugh. Yeah, nearest tavern. Get there and support them. 
Cool. Well, this has been Hold My Bread. We'll probably be back. We have um, one of our listeners, one of the people in our extended universe for the show, did the opposite of Mr. Backus, and he didn't play this correctly. And he's going to come on the show and talk to us about it. Chris, I know you've been through a couple of your mishaps with me in the past, and this is one of our good friends. And let me just tell you, you got nothing to worry about anymore. So look forward to that, friends. It's going to be awesome. And yeah, more soon. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to our Patreon. We appreciate all of you that have subscribed. If you're a new listener, if you heard me on Keith and the Girl, I appreciate you following me here. Um, Yeah, check out our Patreon. We're going to have those lighters up soon for Patreon members. We get this cool merch. Uh, If you're a level on the Patreon, you get a lighter. And Um, also, uh, join our Patreon, patreon.com slash holdmybread. Matt will be giving away his nickname. And I was going to say, oh, I thought Matt dressed bad before. Just wait till he made all this money. But... I bought a glitter jumpsuit, so that's just the pot calling the kettle David Bowie, huh? Yeah, Yeah, no, I mean, that's going to be a very high level of the Patreon. It's not going to be a cheap level. It's going to be expensive. Yeah, we'll see how he plays the rest of this game stuffing. It might be very accessible to you guys. We will see. Yeah, we'll see how it ends. Thank you for listening. We love you. Goodbye.